Hi, and welcome to Overthink with Brittany. I am Brittany, your host, and I just have to calm down a little bit. I always dance to that intro. I really like that song. It's such a, a befitting song for me. It's called Mixed Personalities. I love it. But welcome to another episode of the podcast and welcome to February. Depending on who you are, January either went by really, really slow or really, really fast. It went by slow to me, so I'm glad we're in another month. We are able to put January behind us and move forward with the rest of this year. Hopefully, my people who do the resolutions are hanging on to them for dear life. I hope you're still remaining happy, still remaining healthy, keeping that workout plan together, getting your life together in all the other necessary areas, and that you're you're good and, and ready and glowing. We've had a lot of sadness lately, a lot of death, so I do hope we're all pushing through during these tough times. Just know you're not alone. We all are going through it together. So we have to, we kind of have to be there for each other, you know, we have to have each other's back and just make sure we're checking on everybody that we care for, not picking those that we feel needed the most, but just checking on everybody because right now we all need it. But happy Black History Month as well, the month where it's cool to be black, where everyone gets to celebrate our culture, that we get to live 24 hours a day seven days a week. I am being sarcastic, by the way, when I say that. But yes, it is great to celebrate our Blackness every day. And I hope that we all are proud of who we are, proud of where we've come from, proud of all of the hard work our ancestors put in to where we are now. Obviously, there is still a lot of work left to do. We are not done yet. But let's celebrate who we are, always. Never forget where you came from. Never forget who fought for you, how hard they fought. And let's continue to make them proud each day. February is also the month of love. So I thought to myself, you know what? Let's focus this month's podcast on love and relationships. Cue the applause. Woo! I know you guys have been waiting on that one. For some reason, I think most people thought this podcast was going to focus on that from the beginning. Uh, Not quite. I have a lot more things to focus on in my life besides that, and you all do too. There's a lot more things that we can be worried about besides love and relationships. But this is a good time to go ahead and start talking about some of these things. As you can see by the title of this podcast, we're going to be talking about marriage first and why marriage is the goal. So as per usual, my topics tend to come from different things I see around Instagram. So the post of the week is by, let's say, at KFILO. Again, I wanna make sure I quote my sources. And this is what she says. I love my husband so much, but let me tell you, marriage ain't it. I 100% do not recommend nor encourage it. You're better off alone. It's funny to me, but I know that sent some some angry vibes through a lot of people on Instagram. It caused quite the buzz around social media. And 
I think it's interesting that she said that. I do applaud her for being honest about that because one thing I will say, when you get advice from married people, it does tend to be fake and phony. And we'll talk about that a little bit later in the podcast. But that's what the focus is going to be. I actually got this post from No Sugar, No Cream magazine. She is the person who posted it from something she saw on Twitter. So make sure you all go follow her. Again, that's No Sugar, No Cream magazine. She's awesome. She's amazing. I love what she's doing. She's taking women's voices and literally making them heard. She's telling our stories, ladies. So make sure you get over there and check her out. And fellas, you guys do the same for me. But again, I wanted to read that word for word. And hopefully it made you feel something. I think that was the point of the post. I personally get it. I know a lot of people don't. But we're going to go ahead and start dissecting the purpose of the title as well as what this young lady said in her post. So I'm sure many of you saw the title and probably read it in a tone much like, why is marriage the goal? As if I was trying to be maybe even condescending in a way, but that's actually not how I meant it. I purposely did that because I knew someone is destined to roll their eyes at the title. But really, the purpose of me titling that is for everyone out there listening right now to truly think about why is marriage your goal? If it is your goal at all. And what are you hoping to gain from it? So it's more so of an inquisitive question that you should all ask yourself before taking on such a large responsibility and duty. Now, for starters, let's think about what marriage actually is. Of course, we have the biblical definition of marriage that is large, obviously, in the, the Christian religion, that speaks of marriage being a covenant before God between a man and a woman. Obviously, in 2020, marriage can mean many different things now. We are a long, long way away from the Old Testament days of the Bible. You know, we have same-sex marriages. We have polygamy, where people have more than one partner. We have civil marriages, common law, marriages that are arranged, marriages that are strictly business dealings, and they all technically can be constituted as what we would call a marriage. So you might want to consider that when you're thinking about why marriage is a goal. What does it look like for you? What are you looking to obtain from it? And let's hope that the person you're choosing and selecting or are chosen and selected by is a person who agrees and is in alignment with what it is you want. Now, a bit of a sidebar about polygamy and polyamorous relationships. Don't let, and let me repeat, don't let a man or a woman convince you of such if that is not what you want to do. Keep in mind, many people who have multiple partners are in financial positions to do so. They are able to take care of all of the parties that are involved and all of the parties know about each other. So that is the difference between 
having a spouse who is just community vagina and penis for me trying not to use the other words to describe them. But that's what that is. Those are people who just want to be with you and with everyone else. In polyamorous and polygamy relationships, everyone knows about each other. There's no secrets. There is no hiding. And again, the person is able to equally take care of all parties. So if that person can't do that, yeah, you might not want to agree with that, okay? You'll end up being the short end of the stick every time. And that did originate in African culture. And maybe one day I'll I'll do a little bit more research on that and where it stems from and Black people and our issue with monogamy and things of that nature, but I really have not read much on that in order to be able to talk about it much. But I did want to put that little sidebar in there. Don't get caught up, ladies and fellas, with people who want to be with you and everyone else without your knowledge, okay? Let's take care of ourselves and let's all know about each other. But back to the post, after I read it, again, I get it. Marriage is not for everyone. I don't know where we got this sense that it's something that everyone has to do as if it's a rite of passage in life. Like everyone has to be married. There is someone out there for everyone, which I don't believe is true, by the way. But that's another topic again. And, you know, sometimes the relationships take negative turns. Like they aren't always great even if it was a covenant that initially started with the right intentions. So she's not bizarre in her thinking. I think it was just her being so blunt with it that surprised people because, again, we're not used to hearing that type of communication. We're used to the sugar-coatedness of marriage and life being so hard and marriage being so hard and you have to constantly work. Not always. Really, love should be easy. If you're always having to fight for your life with your partner who's supposed to be there to make your life easier, is that something you really want? Think about that. So thinking about my childhood as well as friends I've come in contact with and other people that I've known throughout my life, everyone's view of marriage has been different. There are the girls who... They have their Barbie dolls and they play wedding with their dolls. There are those who put the sheets on their heads and the pillows in their shirts and dreamed of having a family and being a bride and practiced and played those type of things throughout their childhood. So it's so interesting how I believe for women, it's just naturally ingrained in us as children to be providers So we're either playing house, we're playing mommy, or our dolls are doing such. So it's so crazy when you think about it that we're bred to be providers. So it's not far-fetched that marriage has been put into a little girl's head very early. So she grows up seeking marriage, wanting marriage, feeling like marriage is what she should do. And for some girls... Marriage held them hostage and became bondage for them. And when I say that, I mean in issues surrounding sex and virginity, it becomes almost a, a Achilles heel to some 
little girls and teenagers like, oh my God, no man will ever want to marry me if I choose to have sex before I do that or before I make this, this promise to one man and promise my body to this one man. He won't want to marry me if he knows that I'm not pure. So there are so many different stigmas surrounded around marriage and particularly little girls. I'm not a boy. I don't have children. So I can't say that I can understand or even know what little boys are taught. But just from my perspective and the female friends that I've had in my life, it seems like that is something more so little girls do as opposed to boys. So that's already a a little bit of a concern when you're teaching one party one thing and you're teaching the other a different thing when they're supposed to be in covenant with each other. But again, things change. Things are different for each household. And again, there are different types of marriages. But looking at the traditional sense of marriage, we're already not aligned from the beginning. So when we think about why a lot of marriages end in divorce today, yeah, we're taught different things literally from birth. But in my own personal experience, marriage is not something I always saw myself having to have. It was one of those, yes, it would be nice, but if I don't get married, I'll be okay. Part of that may come from the fact that I came from a single parent home. So I've never lived in the house with my dad ever. So I never saw marriage firsthand in that regard. And from my experience, life was just fine. My mom was fine. Our lives were fine. Yes, we struggled financially because obviously it's just one parent with two children. But outside of that, we had a pretty good childhood, a pretty good life. And I like to think that I turned out okay which I know is a toxic trait. (laughs) Go ahead and put that out there. But yeah, I I do feel that way. I don't feel like I was in any way at a disadvantage by having one parent. Obviously, my thoughts are from a very selfish view of a child. As I became an adult and had more opportunity to speak with my mother and father just about things in their relationship and how it worked, my opinion obviously changed. But Kind of stay with me here. You're thinking about from the perspective of a little girl and a child. I was never that one who just felt like, oh my God, I have to be married. Nor did I feel like I have to save myself for one man or no one would want me. I also know there's a segment of women who go to college with strict plans to meet their husband there. I know that firsthand. Um, I had a few roommates in college who were those women. I'm on the search for a man to marry me. I'm going to meet him here. That is my sole purpose and goal for coming to school. That was not me. I was in school for one, to get an education, of course, but to also have a good time. We're here. This is a new chapter of our lives. We're supposed to be finding ourselves, learning about ourselves, learning about life, building, you know, platonic relationships, meeting new people, just enjoying life. Why would I be concerned about such great responsibility at such a young age? And it's crazy because I'd like to consider myself very mature. I think I was a mature child. Obviously, again, growing up in a single parent household, I had a lot of responsibilities. So when I got to college, it's like, yeah, I'm going to enjoy myself. I'm going to enjoy my time. There's no one telling me what to do, what time to come in. 
I couldn't care less about little Jimmy down the hallway in the dorm. No, I'm here to enjoy myself, enjoy me. I, I didn't have time for that. I wasn't on that. But there were a lot of women who were. And for some of them, it worked out that way. And for others, it just didn't. And for those that it didn't work out for, yeah, it's like they almost went into a depressive state because they didn't meet their husbands in college because they left college without a ring. It's very crazy when you look back and think about it. Now, back to, to my personal story. No, I didn't experience what marriage looked like firsthand in my own home. But I'd be lying if I said I never saw great marriages. My mom was one of nine. So I saw plenty of marriages. I have plenty of aunts who were in great marriages, plenty of uncles who were examples of great men. So it wasn't as if I never saw it. I saw it. At least what I thought to look like good marriages in my life and in my family. So it wasn't something that was amiss. I, I, I did see it, but again, I didn't feel like it was something I had to have. Now, being that I didn't need to have it, I still had guidelines on it, which is so funny because I wonder still to this day where that even came from, but I always felt like the good age to be married was about 25. So it's like, yeah, you've already graduated college. You're in your job now. You're working. So you should be able to be that spouse that you need to be, etc. I also had this thought like, yeah, you should probably have all the kids you want to have by the time you're 35 and a dog if you want one, because that's a good age to have all your kids by. You're young enough to take care of them. You still have your energy and you still have a whole full life that you can live. It's actually comical. That's why I'm speaking in that tone. It's funny because where do these things come from? I remember saying that and it, it still was very much if it happens, it happens. If it doesn't, it doesn't. But for some reason, I had guidelines on it. And maybe that's a personality thing. I am very much a a strict believer in guidelines. So possibly that's where that came from. But I always had age ranges in mind with things, even buying a house. Like I would get a house by this age. I would get this thing by that age. And that's just going to be what it's going to be. If it doesn't happen, it doesn't happen. But this is when I think we should start caring about things like that. And then 25 came and I wasn't married. And I was just fine. As a matter of fact, I still to this day feel like age 25 was literally the best year of my life. I was making the most money I ever have in my life, which is interesting. I was single, no children, living my best life, literally. Looking back, I couldn't imagine that being tainted by being married <laughs> or having some man in my life trying to stop me from living my life. It's crazy in hindsight. But oh, four years later, I found myself walking down the aisle, literally being the first one in my friend group to get married. Oh, the irony. Like I still laugh at that to this day 
the one who never really tried, never really foresaw it, didn't really care. If it happened, it happened. If it doesn't, it doesn't, was the first one to get married out of my group. Imagine that. And in hindsight, I absolutely hated being married. I still feel like that was the worst decision I ever made, still. Now, I get it. I married the wrong man, yes. So before you all say that, I promise you, I already know that. It was the wrong time. It wasn't the right man. And, you know, when asked why I said yes when he proposed to me, my answer has not changed. It stays the same, and it is because he asked me. And that's just to be frank. That That is the realest I can be with you guys. I felt like that was the natural progression of things. We had been dating for some years at that time. I actually met him at the end of my year 25, and we dated up until I was 29 and got married. So we were living together. We had grown together. We had shared a lot. It's kind of the natural progression of things, right? At least that's what we're taught and how we're felt. And so I found myself in that white dress in front of 200 plus guests with all this nice fancy food, fancy dresses, and this nice fancy place, getting married to who I thought would be the final partner I'd ever have. And I could not have been more wrong in my life. And I own that. I admit that. Most people won't. They'll be like, oh, no regret. No, I regret that. I hate that I did that. It was a poor decision. But I do also realize I had to do that. It was a part of my journey and a part of my story. And in order to grow into the Britney I needed to be, and I am continuing to grow into, that had to be a part of my story. So I get it. But I can sit here and say, I feel like marriage almost ruined my life. Now, a couple of years before now, I would have said it did ruin it. I'm kind of coming back on that now. Almost ruined my life because I'm still living a very great and lovely life right now. In fact, I'm feeling very 25-ish in this year of life. And it, it is amazing from where I came after that. But that was the lowest point in my life. And I was doing all of that with a partner. How crazy is that? I was hanging on to the, well, if you just pray, things will get better. And I pray, guys, hard. Probably the most I've ever had in my life. And, oh, marriage is hard, but you'll get through it. I stood on that. It's just a hard day. It's just a rough day. Every single day, but we'll get through it. Because that's what the old people say. Oh, you have to submit and you have to do this, and you have to do that, blah, blah, blah. Again, as I mentioned, a lot of that advice is fake and phony. And I can remember saying that. It was a conversation about marriage, again, on another IG post. And all oh, the old ladies got so upset with me when I said that. But that's the fact of the matter. You guys give that same old cliche advice to young girls, and it doesn't work. And when it doesn't work, we don't know what to do because we're thinking, 
I have to stay in this. I have to stay here. I chose to get married. Divorce is wrong. That divorce is not an option. Yes, it is, guys. It is an option. As long as you're living and breathing, you can make a decision to be by yourself. All it takes is a signature on paper. Trust me, it was very easy. At least for me, it was. There's always a different choice. And don't ever be ashamed to make it because of what everybody else thinks. But yes, that was my marriage experience. So when I think about this young lady and the post that's been circulating on Instagram, it's like, I get it. Marriage is not for everyone. And sometimes, guys, marriage ruins the relationship. And I can say that that happened to me. Were there things and red flags that I ignored? Yes. But I felt like the relationship itself was just different. As soon as we got married, it's almost as if expectations were multiplied times 10. And frankly, I think we both put unnecessary pressure on ourselves to be the quintessential wife and the quintessential husband. And that is what ruined our relationship. We were playing roles like little children instead of being authentic to who we were as individuals. And it showed every day. And we both would get more and more angry at ourselves and each other every day because we're playing roles. We're not being real. And you can only be fake for so long, especially when you live with someone and you see them every day. Eventually those cracks start to show and they can play out in many different ways. So back to the initial question, why is marriage the goal? Is it because of societal pressures? Do we feel like we have to get married in order to live a full life? Is it all of the fancy weddings and reception dances and shows that we see put on on Instagram on a day-to-day -day basis? Does it make us really truthfully deep down in our heart really want that? Do we think it's real? One thing I will say in all realness and seriousness right now, if you're looking to get married, be prepared to sacrifice something. And all jokes aside, like that is probably the one piece of advice that I will forever give to anyone. And even outside of marriage, any commitment that you make that's going to be life altering, be prepared to sacrifice. And I'm not talking about some small little thing here and there, like those little fasts that we do during certain times of the year that some of us can't even keep for a week. I'm talking about something truly that you love and desire in your heart. Be willing to sacrifice that because you might have to. And that's in all seriousness. I do feel like you have to give something in order to get something. And if you can authentically say you didn't have to sacrifice or compromise on anything, I can assure you at some point it may not work. And I'm sorry to be a negative Nancy there, but if it didn't require you to truly have to give something up, then either you're a selfish person or it's not going to work or both. I, I can say that with full 100% assuredness. It's not going to work. 
there's a level of sacrifice that I don't think anybody tells you or anyone is necessarily ready for that comes with something like marriage. And that's a major key. Some questions that I think we all should ask ourselves, and I say we because I, I will say I'm not giving up on marriage. I could get married again someday. I do see it for myself, honestly. But I will be a totally different person and I will be more prepared this time for sure. But just know advice can come from many different places. That's my first piece of advice. It can come from many places. So don't write people off because of what you think or because you've been told not to get advice from certain types of people. No, it can come from many different places. Just like the devil doesn't care who he uses and God doesn't care either. Yeah, you never know who may give you some good sound advice. Don't be so quick to write people off because of life situations. Second piece of advice, know your why. Understand your why. Hence the question in the title. Why is it your goal? What are you looking to gain? What are you looking for? Remember, you are marrying that person as is. Do not expect them to change. They're not changing. They are who they are. Believe them. They, they can't change who they are at the core. Of course, we all grow, but please don't go into marriage thinking you can change someone. It is destined to fail. Don't ever speak negatively about your spouse to anyone. Don't. Speak to your spouse. Communicate. They always say communication is key. That is the truth. Think about things like, what if your spouse can no longer have sex? Are you going to leave? Do you still love them? Is it authentically love? Like, really challenge yourself to think. Marriage is not the end all be all. There are many other things to look forward to in life. There are other goals to have. There are other triumphs in life. But if you do choose to get married, think about some of these questions. People are going to die. And not saying either of you as far as the, the in the marriage, but parents die, siblings die, friends die, and that can change a person. How are you going to react? Money will sometimes be tight. There are highs and lows in our financial lives. We all know that as individuals. Are you going to leave? Can you handle it? Seriously. So when you see all of these people looking like they're having a great time at these weddings and spending all this money and you, you desire marriage so much deep down in your soul, just make sure you know why. Have an understanding of what this means and what this looks like to you and to you only because it's different for everybody. And make sure that you're matched with someone who feels that same way that you do. And most importantly, let's teach our children the same thing. Let's be honest with them and real with them about all of it so that we can stop the negativity surrounded around black love. It's such a beautiful thing when it's done right. 
but it's also very, very ugly when done wrong. Let's try to prevent that. All right, guys, I guess I will wrap it on up. This was a good one. Again, we're going to focus this month on love and relationships. So we're going to talk more about different things and topics. But I needed to get this marriage one out of my system for starters. Have a good day. Enjoy the rest of your week. I'll talk to you next time. Bye.